You are listening to the Sports Daily. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. A great Monday show for you. We are going to talk about the college football playoff for most of the podcast because I know it's got some people up in arms. Also, we're going to talk about my plays from this past weekend. Just when you thought I was dead in the water with an 0-10-1 my last two weeks in the NFL we go 6-1, and one, and the one loss we had should have been a win if the Tennessee Titans can kick an extra point. That's how far we were away, and that's how close we were from being 7-0, and oh, but I will gladly take a 6-1 and one weekend. However, we're going to talk about college football first before we get to the plays. We'll get to all that momentarily. All right, let's get started. It was the talk of the weekend We ran through all the scenarios last week of what could possibly happen. If this happens, what about this? What if all the favorites win? What about this? Can you put Bama in over Texas when Texas beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa earlier this year? There were so many questions that we had going into Sunday. And even when I went to bed on Saturday night, I laid out what I thought the committee was going to do and I laid out what I thought should be the Final Four. And I was wrong on both. But when I woke up yesterday morning, and obviously none of you know this, but when I woke up yesterday morning, I was getting the sense that, you know what? After looking over everything, I really do think they are going to take the Jordan Travis injury into account, and for the first time, Since they've started the college football playoff back in 2014, they're going to leave out an undefeated Power 5 conference team. And that's exactly what they did. Florida State gets the 5 seed. Georgia drops from 1 to 6, which, if you look at it, seems kind of ridiculous. But the only reason it's so ridiculous is because the teams that jumped in there had great resumes. We've just never had an end of the season where there were so many good teams with resumes. You had six teams at the end of this 13-game season with conference championships played. You had six teams that had zero or one loss. We've never had that in the history of the college football playoff. It's never been like this. And it's only fitting that in the last year of the current iteration of the college football playoff, a four-team playoff, You had six teams that had legitimate reasons to be voted in there, and I'm including Georgia in that. So what happens is yesterday morning it comes out, Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Alabama, in that order, are your four teams for the college football playoff, which immediately set off everybody in Tallahassee. Look, I'm very well aware of what you guys did, Florida State fans. I totally get it, but you have to understand something. One, what I just said, we've never had a year like this where it would be unfathomable to think that a top five and an undefeated power five conference conference champion gets left out of the top four. The only reason it happened this year was because one of the resumes of the other teams that did make it and two, this major, major injury to your quarterback. I know the argument is, hey, why are we being left out? 
we were 11 and 0 with Jordan Travis. Correct. Not only were you 11 and 0 with Jordan Travis, you were a legitimate national title contender. If they would have won, if Jordan Travis never gets injured and Florida State went on to win the national championship, I can't say I would have been shocked. They were really good with him. But we never lost a game when he wasn't quarterback. Very true. But you also beat a very average Florida team, and you beat a Louisville team that lost to Kentucky this year. A average Kentucky team. So I wouldn't call those wins like, wow, statement games. You beat Louisville 16-6, and your quarterback threw for 55 yards. And you have to understand something. I totally get why Florida State is upset. But you have to understand that there were five conference champions for four spots. Somebody was getting screwed and would have had a major, major gripe. Just like you guys have a major gripe. If you guys would have made it in over Texas, Texas would have had a major gripe because that would have meant Texas and Florida State made it and Alabama did it and Texas beat Bama. If you made it in over uh, Alabama and it was Florida State and Texas, Alabama would have a major gripe because they just won the SEC and beat the number one team in the nation and had a 29-game winning streak. So all three of you had gripes because we knew that Michigan and Washington were in. 13-0, they were in, okay? So we knew it was three teams fighting for four spots or two spots. I thought it was maybe four teams, but when I thought about it more, because of the resumes of Florida State, Bama, and Texas, they just couldn't put Georgia in. It seems crazy that the number one team in the nation last week, the team that everybody thought was the best team in the nation last week, lost in a three-point game, and they dropped five spots. It's only because of the resumes of the other. They wouldn't have dropped five spots in any other year in the college football playoff. Wouldn't have happened. But they had to because Bama, Texas, and Florida State all had better resumes. And they were all conference champions. So I get it. Now, like I said, somebody was going to be pissed off. And Florida State, as much as you want your team to be there, and as much as you say, how can they let in teams that lost one game over a team that went undefeated? You're just looking at it in a vacuum, which is, oh, we were 13-0. and They were 12-1. and You have to look at it deeper than that. Florida State fans, if you're being honest with yourself, you cannot tell me that the team that went 11-0 with Jordan Travis is the same exact team that went 2-0 without him. And it's going to be the same exact team that would have played in the playoff in a month. You know it isn't. I know it isn't. But you're just a fan, and you want your team to be there. But Florida State getting left out in this situation, not in any other year, I'm talking about 2023, them getting left out in this situation is less egregious than if Alabama were to have get left out or Texas were to have gotten left out because of what you have to judge them on right now. If Jordan Travis never breaks his leg, Florida State fans, you are in a thousand times over. It's not even a discussion. You probably would have been the number two seed and Washington would have been three and the debate would have been Alabama or Texas and the committee would have taken shit for either one. Can you imagine? Let's just say Florida State kept Jordan Travis, or not kept. He didn't get hurt. Michigan would have been one. Florida State would have been two. Washington would have been three. And Alabama and Texas are fighting for four. 
Same record, both conference champions. Based on the way it was laid out yesterday, Texas getting the three seed and Alabama getting the four, it looks like Alabama would have gotten screwed. Alabama would have been the one at five because they put Texas over Alabama yesterday with the same exact resume that would have been in place if Florida State had Jordan Travis and finished the same way. So it looks like they would have taken Texas over Alabama, meaning that regular season win did mean something. No matter if it was in week two, it did mean something to the committee. But I understand your frustration, Florida State, but you have to look at it objectively. You cannot tell me you are the same team that went 11-0 with Jordan Travis. You're not. Your quarterback threw for 55 yards yesterday. Tate Rodemaker probably going to be ready by the bowl game. You kind of struggled with Florida. And you had the strength of schedule of 55. Texas and Alabama were all top 10 schedules. Through no fault of your own. You know what killed you? The fact that Clemson lost four games this year. That hurt you big time. Because that killed your strength of schedule. It also didn't help that LSU lost three games this year. Because that hurt your strength of schedule. But your strength of schedule is 55. Bama and Texas were in the top 10. We can split hairs until the end of the day. But if you listened to the commissioner, Boo, for the college football playoff committee, he basically laid it out. He said that the injury played a major role. And it did. They have to take that into consideration. And I know you're just screaming 13-0 versus 12-1. In a vacuum, yes. But I, and not that, and not that the Vegas lines mean anything, but you're a two-touchdown underdog to Georgia in the bowl game. You're playing Georgia in the Orange Bowl, and you're two-touchdown underdogs. You would have been double-digit underdogs to Texas or Bama, which is the reason why they couldn't justify you putting – one of the reasons why they couldn't justify putting you in because they know that a Florida State team with Tate Rotomaker at quarterback just wasn't up to snuff with – what Alabama has done, and what Texas has done. And Seminole fans, if you're looking at it objectively, I think you'll agree. It's just very hard, I know right now, to look at it objectively because you want to be in. But they made the right decision. I didn't think the committee had it in them. I didn't think the committee had it in them to put in, to leave out, actually, an undefeated Power 5 conference team. But that, that sentence in itself doesn't take into the major, major caveat to it, which is an undefeated Power 5 conference team that is missing their best player. And I understand Jordan Travis said, I wish I would have broke my leg earlier and you would have seen we're more than one player. Yes, of course. Uh, you know, it's a team win. But be honest, Seminole fans, you know you're not as good without Jordan Travis on your team. Do you think you would have went 13-0 if Tate Rotomaker started every game this year? You're lying if you say, yeah, I think we could have. You know it and I know it. So the fact that you can say that, the fact that you can say we probably wouldn't have gone undefeated with Tate Rotomaker, pretty much answers the question. Texas and Alabama both getting in was the right thing to do. I just didn't think the committee had it in them to do it. 
Both were conference champions. They played each other head-to-head. That's why Texas got the three seed and Bama got the four seed. Now we've got a great Final Four matchup, Michigan and Bama in the Orange Bowl, Texas and Washington in the Sugar Bowl. I'm looking forward to it. However, I kind of say that every year about the college football playoff, and boy, have we had some blowouts. So I mentioned the fact that I love our Final Four. Sorry, Florida State fans. I just wouldn't have been nearly as excited if you made it in over Texas or Bama. I love our Final Four. But do you realize in the 10 years we've had the college football playoff, so that means there's been 20 semifinal games in 10 years. You know how many of those games have been decided by single digits? Five. 15 double-digit wins in the semifinals. And both of the games last year were single-digit games. Last year was our best semifinal weekend we ever had, or semifinal day we ever had. So before that, 15 of the 18 semifinal games were double-digit wins. And if you extend that out to the national championship game, in the 10 national championship games we've had in the college football playoff era, three of them have been decided by single digits. Seven double-digit blowouts. And I'm talking blowouts. The first college football playoff we ever had was a 25-point win. Then we went three years in a row of single-digit games. 2015, 2016, and 2017. But ever since then, and this is, I'm talking championship game. Ever since 2018, all double-digit wins and all over, not only double-digit wins, two touchdowns minimum. 2018, decided by 28 points. 2019, 17 points. 2020, 28 points. 2021, 15 points. And last year, well, Georgia wiped the floor with TCU and won by 58, 65-7. So I'm excited for both of these games. Michigan-Alabama seems like a hell of a game. Texas-Washington seems like a hell of a game on paper. But history tells us one of these games, if not both, are going to be blowouts. And even though the line is small, Michigan right now I believe is a two-and-a-half-point favorite over Alabama. Texas is a four-and-a-half-point favorite over Washington. Even though the lines are small, it doesn't really mean anything because this comes down to matchups. The one thing that I would lean early on right now, we've got a month to talk about these games, is I think Michigan-Alabama, I haven't seen a total on the game, but I think this is going to be pretty low scoring. I don't think these teams are going to start marching up and down the field on each other. I really don't see it. They're both really good defensive teams. I don't see it. Texas-Washington, much more offensive-minded game, and I can see that one going over. But right now, I really – I don't even know what the total is. I haven't looked at it. I just saw the lines. But I'd lean toward the Michigan-Alabama under. Florida State fans, I feel awful for you. It sucks. But if you sit there and say, we should have been in, okay, I understand it if – Somebody that got in wasn't deserving. That would have made sense to me. Because that would have been like, whoa, you got screwed. You went 13-0, and and they put a team in that didn't even win the conference championship. No, that's not what happened. Texas and Alabama were both deserving. Texas was 12-1, and a Big 12 champion that beat Alabama on the road by double digits earlier this year. Alabama, 
12 and 1, the SEC champion who just beat the two-time defending national champion ending their 29-game winning streak. You can't tell me those teams aren't deserving. You're deserving because you went 13 and 0 this year. I'm not saying you're not deserving. But one team is getting screwed, and in this situation, the second you lost Jordan Travis, you lost a lot of leverage. And that's the reason why you're out. There's no other reason why you're out. The committee chairman, Boo, what was his name, Boo Hadley? Boo said it. The injury to the quarterback played a major factor. And it should have, because you're not the same team. So it sucks. I hate it. I feel bad for those kids. But life isn't fair sometimes. I know that sounds horrible, but it isn't. You had five conference champions that were all deserving, and there's only four spots. And if you look at it in totality, you look at everything, not just, hey, we went 13-0, those teams lost one game, we should be in. No, you can't look at it in a vacuum like that. I'm sorry. You have to take everything into consideration. You didn't look good beating Louisville. You had a quarterback that threw for 55 yards, and you beat a Louisville team that just lost to Kentucky – who's not very good. So that didn't help matters. And that's honestly it. Because you know what? If Jordan Travis didn't get hurt, you probably would have beat Louisville by three touchdowns. And you were in, 1,000%, Florida State in top four if Jordan Travis never got hurt. That's the reason you're out. And it's just bad luck. I'm sorry. But in this scenario with those five teams, it made the most sense that Florida State got the short end of the stick. And why? Because the quarterback broke his leg. Period. End of story. You know, I'm not one to uh, pat myself on the back at all, but um, especially after the last two weeks of giving you picks in the NFL, I had no reason to pat myself on the back because I was terrible. I was 0-10-1 my last two weeks in the NFL. 0-6 two weeks ago, 0-4-1 last week. But as I told you, when you pick games and handicap games in, in football, college or pro, you're just going to have weeks where you you try to avoid the offers for sure, especially in back-to-back weeks. But to come back the way I did, I'm very, very happy. And a lot of these games weren't even close. I mean, two of them were really like in the fourth quarter, you were really debating, oh, man, is this going to win or lose? But, I mean, Green Bay plus six was the best bet of the week. I'm guaranteeing most people that give out plays and handicappers that give out plays in the NFL did not have their best game of the week be the Green Bay Packers as home underdogs against the Kansas City Chiefs. But once I saw Kansas City play their best game of the year on the road against the Raiders last week, I just didn't think they were going to do it two weeks in a row. I thought they'd keep it close. thought maybe they'd win by a field goal, but Green Bay dominated that game last night. 27-19, they get the win. They were never trailing, and... Solid win all around. You were never sweating that game. The other picks I had, Rams minus three. They were pretty much winning the whole game. They were never not. Once they scored first, they were never not covering three points. Detroit got out to a 21-0 lead. Halfway through the first quarter, it got a little hairy there at the end for sure, but they ended up winning by five, so you win that one. And then Houston, laying three, wins by five. The one loss that I did have in those picks was Tennessee plus one, a team that was up 17-7 at one point. 
Then they fell behind 22-19. Then they fell behind 25-19. They score a touchdown with about five minutes left and miss the extra point. If they make that extra point, they win 26-25, and we go 7-0 on the day. Fucking Titans. Now, they did take it to overtime. They scored first in overtime, and then they gave up a touchdown uh, with less than three minutes left, and they lose by three. Underdog, play of the week, Arizona Cardinals. Nobody had Arizona. Like I said, at the time I gave it to you, I said, you're probably going to hate this. But I'm sorry, the Pittsburgh Steelers have no business being favored by five points, five and a half. I think it was six and a half at kickoff. They have no business being favored by six points over anybody because on any given game, their offense can stink up the joint. Now you might say, well, they didn't have Kenny Pickett after the second quarter. Yeah, they didn't. Did they look like they were going to do anything with Kenny Pickett there? I I didn't think so. He wasn't playing all that great. And a five and a half, six and a half point underdog wins by two touchdowns outright. Got to love it. And then our three-team 10-point teaser wasn't even close. I mean, that was just a solid win all around. Green Bay plus the 16. They win the game outright by eight. Tennessee plus 11. They were never not covering 11 points. And the Atlanta Jets game going under 44, 21 total points in that game. That went under by 23 points. So a great, great day in the NFL. Glad we can bounce back. So now I'm, what, 41, 35, and 4 which we went from basically a little over 50% on the season to now 54% with a 6-1 and one day. So hopefully follow it up next week with a winning week. The whole thing is to stack winning week upon winning week. I'm not going to go 6-1 and one every week. I'm not going to have undefeated back-to-back weeks probably. But the goal is when I give out five to six plays is to go 4-2 and two or to go 3-2 and two at worst. Like that's the goal. If I give out five plays, I want to go three and two or better. If I want, if I give out six plays, I don't want to do worse than three and three. If I give out seven, I don't want to do worse than four and three. That's the goal. Now, next year, I'm going to change it up. I'm probably not going to do three-team 10-point teasers. I'm probably not going to do um, – I'm probably going to include a totals play because I may be giving you three totals plays all year. I don't know. We've got another year before we decide that. But, yeah, that's – a very good day, 6-1 and one in the pros, so I'm happy with that. I hope some of you tailed me, but I totally understand it if you faded me because I was on an 0-10-1 streak, so I get it. If you took those plays on Friday's podcast and said, screw him, I'm betting against him. Probably didn't have a great weekend if you did, but I guess I can't blame you for, for doing that. Now we come back next week. Hopefully I can follow it up with another good week. Anyway, thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. Please follow me on Apple Podcasts. Also rate and review if you can. Pass it along to your friends. Let them know about it as well. And we'll be back tomorrow with yet another daily uh, sports daily. So appreciate you listening. Thank you very much. And remember, sports will always be the greatest reality show on television. See you.